Hello, welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. I'm Emma Louise and I'm here to give you a quick intro before yet another best of the back catalogue episode. I really hope that you have been enjoying our time travel into the past so far in October to dig into these really valuable conversations that I've had with these amazing guests over the years and it's so thrilling to see that they are still as relevant now as when they were recorded, even though some of them were two and a half years ago, which is insane to me. So this episode in particular warms my heart and is very special to me because I have tapped with Brad on YouTube for many years, as I know many of you have, and I invited Brad onto the show expecting a no, to be honest, um, as I have done with, with numerous guests, thinking, you know, they're only going to do bigger podcasts with you know more listeners. And uh, to my great surprise and delight, Brad replied almost straight away, said that he was highly sensitive and would be thrilled to appear on the podcast. So we had this great conversation. He did a private tap for us, of which you can access the video in the show notes. And then Brad and I hung around for about half an hour after recording, just chatting about travels and life and everything in general. And I can honestly say he is one of the nicest people I have ever met. And I can say met because not long after this episode aired, I did have the pleasure of meeting Brad in person in London at his event, which was amazing. Now, if you have listened to the podcast for more than a few episodes, you've probably heard me mention EFT at some point. I'm an EFT practitioner. I do EFT with my own coach. It's something that I do one-on-one -on -one with clients and or recommend for them to do as part of their own daily energetic hygiene and mindset practice. It's something that I believe very, very much in because I have seen the results of and I love Brad's take on it, how casual he makes it, how fun he makes it, just to prove that, you know, mindset, quote unquote, work it doesn't have to feel like hard work. It can be fun too. So without further ado, I will let you listen in to Brad and all of his wisdom. Please use the tap in video. I know many of my clients still use it to this day. And thank you once again for joining in and listening to these amazing past episodes with me and we've got one more next week and after that I will be back with regular programming so please enjoy the lovely Brad Yates. Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert podcast created especially for introverts, empaths and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode. Before we dive into today's interview with the amazing Brad Yates, I just wanted to share a few things that have happened since we recorded this episode. So firstly, spoiler alert, Brad does a custom 
tap for us, which is amazing. But my amazing podcast editor, Phil, has been able to pull out the video. So although we only usually share the audio of the podcast, on this occasion, we've actually got the clip of the video. So if you are a visual learner and you love to tap along and watch at the same time, we'll put a link in the show notes and you'll be able to access the video for that section of the interview. Secondly, Brad has announced dates for a live event in London. So any of you ambitious introverts listening in the UK who would love to go to a live event, tap along with Brad in the flesh. It's on the 27th of August, so about a month's time, which is a Saturday. It's in central London and it's priced at just £75. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because so many of us have been affected by COVID and in front of screens. And it's just so nice, I think, to get around people in short, in small doses, obviously, because we're introverts, but to really feel that energy and connection with like-minded people. And the second reason I'm mentioning this is because I am going. So if anyone listening is in the area and would love to spend a couple of hours connecting with people, tapping with Brad and come and say hi to me at the same time, it would be amazing to see you there. So again, we will pop the link for that in the show notes. And lastly, just to update you on the availability of the Simplified Sales Intensive, this is a two-hour one-on-one sales system audit with me where we identify why people aren't buying your offer and what we can do to fix it so that they are. Now, what I see over and over again in my clients is them trying to solve the wrong problem when they're not making sales. So they think, oh, I need to lower my prices because no one's buying, but actually no one's buying because their messaging isn't clear. Or they say, oh, my offer's crap. No one wants it. I need to redesign it from the bottom up. But then when we look, they have barely been talking about it. They might have mentioned it once to a post that got a reach of 12 people. So it's really important that we are looking in the right areas and solving the right problems to make sure we get those sales, because this is the difference between signing clients and not signing clients. So if this is somewhere that you need help, if you feel like there's somewhere in your sales system that is falling down and you are not getting those buy it nows that you are looking for, this could be for you. It's priced at £695 and there are payment plans available. It also includes five days of Voxer access with me. So when you're ready to implement and start taking action, you've got me there in your pocket to cheer you on along the way. And currently there is one space left for August and one space left for September. Now that could change, but I just want to pop it in here as close to the time as possible. Again, the link is in the show notes. So if that sounds like something that you think could give your business a boost, then go and check it out and have a look. Okay, so now on with the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Ambitious Introvert podcast. I'm Emma Louise and I can't believe that we are almost two years into the show and I have never dedicated an episode to this particular modality, which seems insane. I know I have mentioned it when I've done nervous system episodes or mindset episodes, and I know that a number of you have found it incredibly beneficial, but I am really thrilled to be talking about EFT today. You may have heard of it called tapping. You may have heard of it called emotional freedom technique, but it is one of the modalities that sensitive introverts, the mindset and the nervous system mixed together. It's such a powerful combination. And when I decided to do an episode on EFT, there was no one else that I could possibly invite to share their expertise than the amazing Brad Yates. Brad, 
I have tapped with you so many times. <laughs> it feels kind of strange seeing you on Zoom rather than YouTube. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, my pleasure, Emma Louise. I'm very happy to be here. So if anyone that hasn't had the pleasure of tapping with Brad, please introduce <laughs> yourself and tell us a little bit more about what you do. Yeah, I'm just a guy who taps on his face for a living, uh, you know, and uh, 15 years ago when YouTube was pretty new, I thought, hey, wouldn't this be a cool thing to have on YouTube? And I'll, I'll create a tap tapping video that people can start their day with. And uh, I'll call it Tap of the Morning. And it was all I ever intended to do. I had no idea about, you know, no vision of having a YouTube channel and, and a bunch of videos. And it was six months before I did my second video. I thought, yeah, I should probably have something for people to end their day with. I'll call it Tap of the Evening. And then I'm done. And then a few months later, I had another idea. And now uh, I have over a thousand videos on YouTube of this process of tapping with your fingertips on uh, on your face and torso, which for those of you who, you know, you've said you've mentioned it before. For anyone who's not familiar with it, it's just, it's based on acupuncture. And it's a, basically a very simple mind-body technique for lowering stress. And when we consider that stress either causes or worsens most, if not all of the things that bother us physically and emotionally, then having a simple stress relief technique can be so beneficial in virtually every area of our lives. It is such a powerful technique. I, to the point that when I trained in it, I, you know, I love to learn different modalities. I was doing NLP at the time. I, I brought that in that I was almost surprised at the response of the clients that I was doing, even though I already believed in it. I, I was almost coming off sessions quite shocked. I was like, I can't believe that they had such a drastic improvement in just from doing that. It was, it was almost like I just needed to see the evidence before I truly believed it. And then the evidence was there. Right. Right. And because we are a mind and a body. And so as powerful as NLP is, so many of the techniques in NLP are just talk and, and having that somatic component and addressing our, the physical aspect of what's bothering us just adds so much to it. And using NLP languaging during the tapping just can be so profound. With my audience being, you know, empathic, highly sensitive introverts as well, I do find that trying to separate mindset workout from energetics just doesn't work. We, we feel very deeply. You know, we think a lot and we feel very deeply. Right. There's that idea. Of, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. It's like, no, because when, when shyness comes up or any uh, social awkwardness or anything like that comes up, it's in our body. We're not, you know, totally chill in our body and going, yeah, but my mind is really freaking out about this. It's, you know, there's, there's always that, that physical component and allowing ourselves to address that can, can set ourselves so much more free and allowing ourselves to be aware of, okay, how much of this am I reacting to in ways that may not be necessary or appropriate? Because being highly sensitive is a superpower until the point that it becomes a, a detriment. It's like, okay, maybe I'm being sensitive to things that don't, I don't have to be sensitive to. And then I can create openings to allowing myself greater health, wealth, and happiness and sharing my gifts in a more profound way. And you said, you know, 15 years ago, YouTube in its infancy, you know, YouTube is quite the trendy place now to be putting videos for your business. It's people are thinking like it's, it's the new thing. And I search for a video the other day, you know, because I'm just like, what do I need? What do I feel like? Or what am I struggling with? And I put it in an EFT and 
ultimately, it, you know, you're on the first page, you come up and this video is from nine years ago. And I was really surprised. I looked so much younger back then. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I was like, does that really say nine years? And I, you know, I really didn't appreciate, I probably found you about three or four years ago, but I didn't really appreciate how long it had been. And again, I think the age of, you know, the internet and COVID, unfortunately, pushing a lot of business online and people becoming more dependent on Zoom and, you know, for their personal development and things, that more people have probably got access to tapping now than did before, which is, you know, is great that they have been able to find it. But I just, I feel like we now use the online space for things that we maybe wouldn't have known about before. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing what, uh, what things have opened up. And how the uh, the pandemic has forced us to look at at new opportunities and how things have grown technologically now now we need to also be able to remember what it's like to be in the society of other people <laughs> and so we need to balance that out again but it has definitely pushed innovations that that have allowed all of us to share our gifts and talents with the world in ways that were never possible before so as i mentioned a lot of my clients use EFT. It's something that I highly, highly recommend to them because it's safe, it's pain-free, it's fast, it's so easy, it's so accessible for anyone to be able to do. And one client in particular who will be listening to this, she resisted it for seven months. I said, I really think you would benefit from EFT. And she was like, okay, I'll do it and put it on her to-do list. And then every week at the call, I was like, how did it go? She, oh, I didn't have time or I didn't. And there was always something. And I said, that, you know, what we resist is often what we need the most. And she was like, I guess I just don't believe it. I don't know if it works. I, I was like, well, you just give it a go. And it, there was such resistance, but we held in there. And she sent me a message and she said, I just did one of Brad's videos and I cried for two hours afterwards. Not saying that your videos are bad, but that... <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing that when I, you know, also I, for a lot of folks when they're doing the energy shifting is the, the physical reaction that comes up most for a lot of people is yawning. I yawn. And yeah. it's so it's like, oh, I yawned all the way through. Okay. I know it's not that you found it boring. Some people, it might that might be the case, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, crying, it's like when people say, oh, I, I get a lot of comments on YouTube. I cried for so long. Thank you. <laughs> Feels so good afterwards. And I always say to my clients, you know, especially if I'm doing AFT with them, like you, you, you may yawn, you may cry, you may feel nothing. You may feel tired. You may feel energized. You may yeah. get pins and needles or, or buzz. And none of this is right or wrong or doesn't mean that it's it's working or it's not working, but you know, her emotional release of literally all of the penta and now she does it every day. And it's just, you know, it's just a standard thing. She can't imagine not doing it. And that resistance is so normal because I like to say that self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. And so when there's something that we know could work for us, or we've been told could work for us, there's a part of us that says, well, that's exactly why I don't want to do it. We don't consciously think that we don't say, oh, well, I'm afraid of success. And if tapping is going to help me have more success, then I, I'm just going to avoid that altogether. We just find ways to tell us, oh, well, I, where's the research? Again, I've gotten that from a lot of people. Where's the research? And I'll say, click this link right here. You'll find there's tons of research uh, in peer-reviewed journals showing the effectiveness. There are scientific studies. There are biological markers that we can see 
showing that it's not just um, anecdotal, that we, we can actually see with scientific machines that there is a change happening. And people are like, yeah, well, where's... Uh, it's like, look, you're not interested in the research because I can probably sit with you all day long and see at least five things you do every day that the research says is bad for you. So don't tell me that the research is not important. It's, it, it's awesome to have. And I, I love that we have so much of it. And, and friends of mine like uh, Dr. Peter Stapleton and Dr. Dawson Church, who have done remarkable work, Dr. David Feinstein, and all these people who've you know, had that scientific background to validate it. But a lot of people asking for that research or they're just looking for a reason to avoid something that can create change because we are afraid of change. It has, we have a stress response to it. It puts us into fight or flight. It's like, I, even if my life is crap, it's my crap. I know where it goes. I dealt with it yesterday. I'm pretty sure I can handle it today, but give me something new. And I'm afraid of that. And one of the unfortunate things about EFT is that the tapping looks strange enough that it gives people an easy option to say, oh, well, that's stupid looking. So they'll go, why, why would I do something that's stupid? It's like, well, because it works, <laughs> because it's beneficial. And the tapping, what, what makes it look silly is why it's so effective, because it's using your body in a way. You can sit there and people say, can I just do it without the tapping? It, it's like, yeah, and you can take a shower wearing a raincoat, but... Uh, it's like you're, you're going to be missing out because there, you know, we we are a mind body and we want to address that that physical aspect. I've had it the other way with clients where they've said, "Oh, I feel embarrassed. Can I just tap and not say the words?" Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I I really, you know, I really encourage you to do both because yes. of that mind body connection and and speaking it out. So, and I'll tell people, I'll tell you. Great. If, if, if you're in a situation where you can't speak out loud, that's great. The tapping is going to work on the body. It's going to calm down the stress response. It's going to be effective. Even if you're not thinking about anything, even if you're not saying the words, the tapping itself will have benefits. However, when you have the opportunity to use the words, that will get you more emotionally engaged and you're more in it. And so that you will find better benefit, greater benefits. But if you have to tap silently, by all means, that you're, it's, it's good for calming your body down. Most of us are in a more elevated level of stress than we're aware of, and, and, uh, you know, and it's chronic. So even if you're just not thinking about anything and you're sitting there quietly tapping, you're still going to be helping yourself by downregulating that, that ambient stress that we carry around, especially because most of us are walking around with a, a little device called a cell phone that is constantly saying, how are you doing? Here's something to be upset about. <laughs> It's so true. It's such a, I'm going to say, a, a limbic response to modern problems. Like, Absolutely. Like the constant notifications and, and the stress of COVID and the stress of starting and building a business, which is what most of the people, you know, listening to this podcast, the personal growth that comes along with that, overcoming fears of maybe visibility and judgment and all of those things that we carry, like you say, so deeply within our bodies. Yeah. We have so much programming about why it's not safe to put ourselves out there, uh, especially folks with an introvert tendency. It's like, oh, well, and, and some of it is a, a visceral response and some of it just comes from programming about, oh, well, you're an introvert. You don't want to put yourself out there in front of people. And, you know, well, if I identify as an introvert, then putting myself on camera, I, I'd, I'd lose my card. 
<laughs> they'll take my jacket away from me and I'll be kicked out of the club. I'm a bad introvert. <laughs> right, right. How could I be a highly sensitive person and be proud of that and then also allow myself to put myself on camera and on the internet where people could criticize me? Because no self-respecting, sensitive person would allow themselves to be subject to that kind of criticism. Okay, so keep your gifts and talents to yourself. That's fine. We don't, you know, it's, no, it's not fine. Uh, honestly, it's really, and it's allowing herself to recognize you're going to be criticized anyway. You're going to be judged anyway. If you put yourself out there, people will judge you. If you hide yourself at home, people are going to judge you. You know, if you're walking to the street, down the street to go to the store, someone's going to look out their window and see you and go, I can't believe she's wearing that sweater. You can't hide from it, so you might as well just say, to heck with it, and uh, and allow yourself to, to say, okay, what's important to me? What do I have to share? And what do I want to create? And haters going to hate, as the expression goes, and I can't avoid that in any way, shape, or form. If I'm on this planet, someone knows that I'm here and is judging me, <laughs> so might as well do what I want to do. You know, there have been probably three points in my business that I can think of where I have been either trolled or had, you know, some not very nice comments. And straight away afterwards, I've had, you know, quite a big quantum leap or an up level. So now I embrace it because I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's a test. It's a test. And, you know, yeah, they it didn't feel great. It doesn't feel great when someone's criticizing you or saying that. But each time that it's happened, that one person that didn't like something, I've probably had 10 people say, oh, I love this. Yes. So I have I have to think, okay, you know, these are my people. These are the people that I'm doing. And for every, for those 10 people that aren't saying something, there's probably another 50 more that are silently enjoying it because they're highly sensitive introverts. So they're not sharing it. But that one person speaks and you you can't let that, you know, you can't let that be the path because they've said one thing. Right. And, and we want to be compassionate with ourselves and recognize that we are programmed to have negativity bias. You know, if, if we are from our ancestors, if, if they're out in, they come upon a field where there are multiple fruit trees and there's a snake in the grass, we are, we, we have to focus on the snake. We can't sit there and go, oh, there's a snake, but look, there's also so many fruit trees. I choose to feel really good right now. So recognizing that we have that in our programming and that's when it's a really good time to tap and calm down the nervous system and say okay that is not a snake that can bite me <laughs> there is no real threat from that person's comment i am fine and so now i can allow myself to uh you know say oh that's just a stick and now i can feel really good about the fruit trees are out there i the same thing facebook had this program this launch program and said, we're going to promote you to a, to a much larger audience. I said, oh, great. I said, just make sure that uh, you put in the caption an explanation of what I'm doing. Well, they didn't do that. So when they launched this, I, I didn't know the date they were going to do this. And I'm uh, at the airport coming back from a conference. And I'm on my phone, just killing time. And I'm on Facebook. And it's like, oh, my God, my, my Facebook is loading up with all these negative comments. Why are people saying such nasty things? Where is that coming from? And I realized because they just put it out there. And so all these people suddenly see this video showing up on their feed of this, you know, relatively normal looking guy who then all of a sudden starts tapping on his face. <laughs> and uh, they had a, a, a reaction to that. So 
over the course of that uh, promotion, I got, you know, maybe 100, 200 really nasty comments. Wow. I also picked up four or 5,000 new followers with, uh, with getting comments from people saying, I don't know what you're doing, but I feel so much better. Thank you. And so it's allowing ourselves to be, to recognize that it's worth the slings and arrows to, uh, to put ourselves out there because we don't know who that might be life-saving for. And it's like, okay, there, there are people who are going to take issue with it. And I don't want to ever say to the people who are out there waiting for my gifts and talents to say, yeah, hey, I'm sorry, I can't, uh, I can't help you out because there's somebody over here in their basement who's had a rough year or a rough life and it's going to take it out on me and I just can't handle that. <laughs> and that's why tapping is such a powerful tool for allowing ourselves to be able to handle it. It is n normal with our programming to have that reaction. I'm, I'm not saying that, oh, there's something wrong with you if criticism bugs you. It would be totally unrealistic to, to expect, you know, depending on how you grew up and maybe you had some phenomenal parenting such that you are immune to that kind of thing. But it's, uh, it's pretty built into us in our society to have that response. And, but we can calm that down and go, okay, this is not a real threat to me. So how did you find EFT, or should I say, how did EFT find you to enable you to share your gifts and talents with the world? Yeah, so uh, I was an actor, and I had traveled the world doing theater, and had gone to Hollywood to become a movie star, as one does. I actually studied acting in London. And uh, while I was in Los Angeles, uh, I, I met a woman, fell in love, and got married. And when our first child was on the way, I thought, you know, I probably should have a backup career. So rather than getting a, a dependable nine to five job with a paycheck, I had always been fascinated with the power of the mind. And I trained to become a hypnotherapist and started building a small hypnotherapy practice alongside of uh, continuing my pursuit of acting. And after a couple of years, when our second child was on the way, I realized that as much as I loved acting, this was really my calling, doing this personal development work. So we decided to uh, leave LA and move to Northern California, where both our parents, where our families were, to raise our kids near or closer to their families. And through some other hypnotherapists, I heard about this tapping thing, this energy psychology, and I thought, oh, sure, I'll try it. You know, in my in my training as an actor, I'd went to Ringling Brothers and Barlow and Bailey Clown College, so. I had, a, uh, had an advantage in that tapping on my face was not the strangest thing I'd ever <laughs> so, a little, possibly a little more open-minded than some folks might be. And uh, just fell in love with this technique and started introducing it into my sessions little by little until little by little they became tapping sessions. And then a couple of years into it, as I said, YouTube came along and I thought, oh, let's try this. And the rest is history. It is such a powerful modality alongside other things. I mean, it is powerful in and of itself, as you say, but I think when it's combined with the other personal development work, absolutely, journaling, NLP, affirmations, all of these different things, and when it's part of a routine as well, and that's what I really, really encourage my clients. It's not like, you know, don't be tapping your face for 17 hours a day, but, <laughs> but once a day, maybe twice, and... And then pulling it in as and when you need it. So one of my clients at the moment, I make 
custom, you know, videos for them for different parts of the program because certain things come up around visibility or judgment or all of that good stuff. And, you know, she does her routine every day, but she knows that before she dives into learning something or going and, you know, doing some competitor analysis, she's going to go and do that routine as an extra thing just to just to bolster. So knowing that it's almost like a, a little boost you can give yourself. Absolutely. And I always recommend to folks to do it on a daily basis because to me, it's energy hygiene or or you might call it emotional hygiene. We have physical hygiene, like brushing our teeth and taking a shower. And most of us do that on a daily basis. We don't go for a couple of weeks. And then when people are holding their nose around us going, oh, that's right, I haven't taken a shower in a while. You know, we look in the mirror and see stuff growing between our teeth and go, right, I haven't brushing my teeth. We do it before we need it. Same with stress. Don't wait until you're overreacting to, to things. As I said, they, we're, they're constantly, we're constantly being bombarded with messages that can be stressful. And so at least on a, for a few minutes a day to, to you know, it's like washing your hands or, or taking a shower. And, you know, so you do it when you need it. And then also, you know, just as maintenance before you need it. One of the things that I, I have found difficult, and I know my clients and audience do in the business space is, that we're often in this mode of like doing everything and setting up foundations and, you know, creating packages and programs and starting our marketing efforts. And then there's a period of sitting and waiting until that starts to, you know, bring fruit and people start yes. to see us and recognize us and trust us enough, enough to buy from us. And my client who has specifically asked for this to be released this week because it's her birthday, when I told her that I was interviewing you, Kendall, when she had done all that and she had to sit in this period of, I need to trust that it's going to happen. She's like, what do I do? Help me out. What can I do to trust? And I sent her a healing frequency and one of your videos. And she actually said, excuse the language, what is all this woo shit? This isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> and I said, just do it. More as a distraction technique, because I knew if she was focusing on doing these things every day, it was going to take the focus away from, you know, where are the clients? It has literally changed her life. She would absolutely attest to the fact that adding energetics in completely changed everything. She used to think she just needed more strategy. And she has really tapped into the power of her, her intuition, the power of manifestation, the power of all of these things and just recognizing herself. So I want to thank you for that because I have seen that change firsthand and I know that you are her go-to tap person. <laughs> well, thanks. And happy birthday, Kendall. Uh, oh, she'll be thrilled. Yeah. And, and tapping during that waiting period because things do take time. It's not, you know, when we, when we plant a seed, it, if we keep checking it every day, if we, you know, dig up that seed each day, it's not going to grow. There are also times when we might energe energetically block things from coming to fruition. So one of the things we can do during that time is, okay, I, if there's any part of me resisting this coming forth, I want to clear that out and, and just allowing yourself to use that time to, to clear whatever might stop you from getting what you want whatever, whatever part of you, because sometimes we, we do our due diligence. We plant the seed going, well, I'm planting the seed. And then we make sure that it doesn't get water and we make sure it doesn't get sunshine because there's a part of us that's afraid of having the outcome. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of the success, but I don't want anyone to know that I'm, that I'm avoiding it. So I'm going to, you know, 
as an actor, it's like, okay, I'm going to send out the photos and resumes. I'm, I'm going to try to get auditions, but I'm also going to find ways to block it because I'm afraid of having success, which I'm sure I had uh, back then. So it's just allowing ourselves to go, okay, I've done, I've done the planting. Now I'm going to clear whatever resistance there might be to, uh, to having it come forth and, and allow myself to have patience, recognizing that some things take time. Do you remember the first time you tapped? Well, the first time would probably be in that workshop with Gary Craig. Actually, no, I had, I'd actually heard about tapping before because uh, Roger Callan had a uh, video called The Five-Minute Phobia Cure. And for some reason, it's, I, I didn't, the first time I saw it, it didn't catch on for me. Because I, I do believe I had seen it before I took that workshop with Gary, but I seem to have forgotten about it. And that, that first workshop. And the thing that really sold me was when he passed out Hershey's Kisses and said, on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you want that chocolate? And I was a bit of a chocoholic. I'm like eight, nine. <laughs> and we tapped for a few moments and I could not eat that piece of candy. It, it tasted awful when I tried to take a bite of it. And as I recall, I did not eat chocolate for two years after that. Wow. That, don't worry, anybody. I recovered. I got better. <laughs> but uh, but I can still at times if I decide, you know what, I'm going to go on a sugar fast and I can tap and I can clear it. And so it's not willpower. It just simply doesn't hold any appeal for me. When I did the training, I remember them saying, like, ask the client how they feel on a scale of one to 10 about whatever the subject is, and then ask them again after the session, but write down because they they won't believe what they felt and the amount of times that has been true. And I'd be like, you were an eight and now you're telling me you're one. And they weren't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't an eight. So like, I've never been an eight. I'm like, it's here. I wrote yeah. it down. It's, it's what they call, uh, it's called the apex effect. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, you say, okay, so imagine yourself, you know, standing on, on a balcony. It's like, no, I've always been fine with that. Really? Because when I asked you 10 minutes ago, you were sweating. <laughs> but we have this way of, you know, dismissing it. And it's just a, it's just a defense mechanism. It's a survival thing. And it's like, okay. So we just kind of have to say, all right, but it is helpful when we have it, uh, that, that proof. And now, you know, I can do all of my sessions on video. And so people can go back and rewind the tape <laughs> and, uh, and then, and explain to me how this was never an issue for you. <laughs> I'd never thought of that. <laughs> It's, it is just phenomenal how quickly these things can work. And like you say, how the brain works to be like, nope, this is my default. This is, this is how it's always been. And I think the power of that is to show that one session can have that effect. Then the compound effect of doing it every day, as you say, as energy hygiene, it, we can never measure. If we're doing that consistently, we, we won't be able to measure what an amazing effect that could have. But don't be surprised when people around you are like, there's something different about you. Did you change your hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been talking yeah. my face. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's it's the, the new hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we have time for a quick tap? Well, you tell me. You you you're you're uh, in charge of the clock. I think it would be a disservice not to not to present that to my lovely listeners as you are here. If that's okay with you, I would love to. It's my favorite thing to do. Perfect. So what do you, what do you want to tap on, Emma-Louise? <laughs> I would like to tap on, I think, after everything we've discussed, maybe being more open. So whether that's more open-minded to embracing 
modalities like this, or whether it's been more open-minded to embracing visibility strategies or something in our business, just that maybe that curiosity and openness that we don't always approach things with. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and since this is, I know this will be going out on audio, for anyone who's not familiar with tapping, what you're going to do is you're going to take the index and middle finger of your dominant hand and start by gently tapping on the side of your opposite hand. So right there on the edge of the hand. So if you were breaking boards with a karate chop, you'd use that, uh, that edge of your hand. So you would gently tap there during the opening. And then your the next point we're going to tap is right at the beginning of your eyebrow, gently tapping that about five to 10 times. The next point will be the side of your eye. So right there at the corner of your eye socket. Next point will be right under the middle of your eye. Next point is just under your nose, just above your upper lip. Then just below your lower lip, just above your chin. Then right where your collarbones come together, there's a little U-shape at the base of your throat. And you can use all of your fingertips or use a, make a fist and tap over the, where the collarbones come together. Next point is under the arm. It's about four inches below the armpit. And it's right about bra strap level. And I'm sure even the guys can figure out where that is. And the final point is the top of the head. So with all of your fingertips tapping around the, uh, the crown of your head. So those will be the points. And I'll, I'll mention what points to tap as we go through this. And you'll I'll say phrases and you'll just repeat back what I say. First, go ahead and close your eyes. Take a deep breath in and hold it. And let it go. Just following your breath through your body, just allowing yourself to be aware of what's going on in there. Think about what your ideal life would look like, what you really want to create, how you really want to improve your business and have greater success and also share your gifts and talents with the world. Allow yourself to be aware of how that might be easier if you were more open to certain things. Like putting yourself on video or speaking in front of audiences or whatever it might be, where do you stop yourself? Where does resistance come up? Allow yourself to be curious rather than judgmental. You know, it's not a moral failing that you feel this. It's just programming. So allow yourself to be aware of where you stop yourself from being open, where you resist. Notice on a scale of zero to 10, how strong that might be. Allow yourself to be aware of any thoughts, beliefs, or memories that might come up as to why you couldn't or shouldn't be more open. Take a deep breath, open your eyes, and tap it on the side of your hand. Even though I stop myself sometimes, I choose to love and accept myself anyway. Even though I stop myself sometimes, I choose to love and accept myself. Even though I stop myself sometimes, because part of me says, it is not safe to move forward. It is not safe to be more open. It is not safe to take this action. And even though I stop myself sometimes, I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. And maybe anyone else who might contribute to this fear. Eyebrow one.
all this fear that stops me. Side of the eye, all this fear that stops me. Out of the eye, all this fear of what might happen. Under the nose, if I were more open. Under the mouth, sometimes I can be closed-minded. Collarbone, I don't like to admit it. Under the arm, I may not be proud of it. Top of the head, but it's not a moral failing. Eyebrow point, it's not a character defect. Side of the eye, it's a survival mechanism. Under the eye, I choose to love and appreciate those parts of me. Under the nose, that stop me. Under the mouth, that make me be more close-minded. Collarbone, that make me refuse to try something. Under the arm, it's not that I'm bad or stupid. Top of the head, it's not that I'm weak or lazy. Eyebrow point, I just have a lot of old programming. Sadi eye, about why it's not safe to change. Under the eye, because being more open, out of the nose, has consequences. Out of the mouth, it leads to change. Collarbone, and part of me says, no thank you. Out of the arm, I'm doing just fine. Top of the head. I love and appreciate that part of me. Eyebrow point that's just trying to protect me. Side of the eye, based on old programming. Under the eye, and I'm allowing myself to relax. Under the nose, and see that a lot of that old programming under the mouth is based on misunderstandings. Collarbone, what am I really afraid of? Under the arm, is that really a snake or is it just a stick? Top of the head, nine times out of ten, it's just a stick. Eyebrow, I'm giving myself the freedom. Sadaya, to see that I can handle being more open. Under the eye, I choose to have more faith in myself. Under the nose, I'm honoring my feelings. Under the mouth, I don't need to beat myself up. Collarbone, I'm moving forward with compassion. Under the arm, and I am moving forward. Top of the head, in body, mind, and spirit. And take a deep breath. Close your mind, close your eyes and go inside and think about that, whatever you were coming up with before in terms of uh, where you might have some resistance. And imagine being more open to trying certain things, taking certain actions. And allow yourself to be aware of what that feels like. And hopefully, uh, the resistance is down and the openness is up. That was so interesting because I, I tapped along, I muted and 
tapped along. And when you said about video and all that, and you said speaking, I had this vision of speaking on a stage. And I was like, ooh. And then when you said close your eyes again at the end, I was like, I could totally speak on a stage. <laughs> you totally could. I could totally speak on a stage. I'd have to tap first, but I could totally speak yeah. on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> you might. You might have to tap first, but who knows? And 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 again with the that idea of you know, if for anyone who identifies as a highly sensitive person or as an introvert and allowing yourself to recognize many speakers, many actors are introverts. So it, you are not betraying your tribe if you allow yourself to be out there in public. You know, it's just you you can manage how how things go. You know, I I shared the stage once with uh someone who was introverted and she said, okay, now at the end, if people want to come up and hug me, I need you to run interference. <laughs> yeah, I could sign up. I could sign up on that one. <laughs> yeah. Can do that. What I think is so important with video as well, it can feel quite overwhelming, but a tip that I got told years ago is to record the video, but imagine you're talking to one person, just picture that person that needs your help. Maybe it's someone, you know, or, you know, the ideal client that we build up in our mind and speak to that person and just genuinely imagine that you're coaching them or teaching them or trying to help them. And that for me, and I know for my clients, you know, most of us are empaths, is what really comes across in your videos is that we feel like you care. It's not just I'm going through the motions and and you're like, yeah, good job. Like, And especially at the end, you'll say things like, you know, the world needs you. And everyone's like, Brad said the world needs me, so I'm going to go and do this thing. But it, we can tell, it, you know, it's that genuineness versus fake. And we can always tell when, when people care. So thank you for bringing that across in your videos. Well, you know, they say the key to success is sincerity. And once you can fake that, you've got it made. <laughs> so you are no, a good I, actor. I, I, you know, it's for me, it's a calling. It's, uh, you know, the putting the videos out there, it's like, okay, the world has issues. The world also has people who can solve those issues. And so many people are allowing fear to stop them from sharing their gifts and talents. So, uh, you know, I've, over the years, I've come up with all kinds of different uh, titles for what I do, but one of them is gift unwrapper. I'm here to unwrap gifts for the world and uh, helping people, you know, clear what's what stops them from, from being open to, to sharing their gifts because... Yeah, the world doesn't have time for you to to hide your light under a barrel. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with me and tap with us as well. I really appreciate it and appreciate all of the videos that you've put out over the last 15 years and the effect that they have had. But of course, before I let you go, Brad, I'm going to ask you, which book would you recommend to my highly sensitive introvert audience who are looking to grow or scale their business? Well, as soon as you said, and you, and you prepared me, which I appreciate, but it would have been an easy answer anyway, because I have a favorite book. Uh, it's Illusions by Richard Bach, who also wrote Jonathan Levinson Siegel. And it's not particularly for highly sensitive people or introverts. It's just to me, it's it. when I was 15 and my dad gave me this book, he said, I think you're ready for this, because I was interested in paranormal things. And it's... Uh, it's a story that has a lot of law of attraction in it before the term law of attraction was being used. What is interesting is over the years, uh, you know, I've, I've read it a dozen times, 
some of the people I've worked with in this business, people who started in the movie The Secret, like Dr. Joe Vitale, Mike Dooley, Bob Doyle, I've talked to them about this and they said, oh yeah, Illusions was the book that got me started, or it was one of the first profound books for me or something like that. So I found this over and over. So, you know, whenever I'm asked to recommend a book, and, and I mean, obviously there's great books on all kinds of different subjects that I've enjoyed, uh, but just it's it's a fun story and, and just a kind of mind opening in some interesting ways. Perfect. Thank you. I have not heard of it. So I'm definitely going to add that to, to my list. And I'm going to pop the link to that in the show notes as well for everyone listening. Brad, I'm going to pop all of your links in the show notes as well so people can connect with you or go to YouTube and type in Tap with Brad and you'll have an array of videos to choose from. Thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, my pleasure, Emma Louise. Thank you so much for having me on. And thank you so much to everyone who's taken the time to listen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast with me, Emma Louise Parks. If you enjoy this show, please, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients. And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.